Hello, everybody. Um, so this is the little previews that we do when internationals are on. So hello to everybody. If you're um, a patron, you're watching this live on our um, on our secret live streams on our Facebook page and um, and our YouTube channel that's just for patrons. If you are a normal listener, non-patron, then you'll get this as an audio download as well with adverts and uh, through normal podcast apps. We'll be doing these um, throughout the Six Nations as we do during any international window, normally on a Friday, Thursday or a Friday after the teams are out, a couple of us will get together and have a little kind of 20 minute, half an hour chat about what we can expect because we record on a, on a Wednesday, John, and as we found, what happens is we talk on a Wednesday and then everything we say within literally hours of the podcast going out is then redundant. Yeah, I, I sometimes wonder, because we know that the SRU do listen to us. So I do often wonder if they wait for us to make our predictions uh, bold and bold and true, and <laughs> then and then they go Tony's sitting with his team sheet going, Cammy's yeah. picked him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this is it's a strange one because this is probably the least surprising. I mean, there's a couple of like slightly left fields, but this is the least surprising Scotland team selection yeah. i can remember in living memory i think it's the least surprising certainly in the the town's end era this is the yeah. least this is the most settled pick i think we've ever seen and i think as you say there's a couple in there that like you know maybe one or two stand out as being like oh right okay wow okay but really for the most part like the key positions that we were all debating it was a toss of a coin really and yeah. everyone that you expect to see is there well that, this is again there's, there's a couple of interesting bits i mean obviously gregor townsend makes the point on the sie video and i think he said it again in the um you know in the press conference that the bulk of this team are between 26 and 30 which is peak time for a rugby player yes they've all been in or around the squad since i mean let's let's have a look i mean that most of the players there i mean you've got George Turner, Xander, Johnny Gray, Gant Grill, Chris, Jamie Richard, Hamish Watson, Ali Price, Finn Russell, Sam Johnson, Stuart Hogg, McAnally, Nell, um, Bradbury, and maybe King Hot. They've all been around since Vern Cotter. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, how long has Townsend been in the job now? He's been. He's had one, five, is it? It's not five years because, well, in fact, yeah, it's five years because he came in this summer. We started recording the podcast, so this is that's right, yeah, yeah. It's almost five, five years. years he's been in. So the play, most of the players in the Scotland squad, that's that lineup, have five plus years experience now of playing for Scotland. Yeah, and and that's you know when you when you talk about building, when you talk about building towards World Cups and building. You know, look at the great teams that have kind of started to really shine within Six Nations. Look at teams that have done well in World Cups. You know, you're always talking about the cap count and you're always talking about, you know, that kind of settled lineup. And I think, you know, it's something I'd indicated on the main pod a couple of weeks ago that, like, thinking about players, you know, it's great having utility players. And me and, me and Craig had a really good debate about that. But, like, you want your players to be. You almost want the team to pick itself in some ways, but know that there is options pushing. Um, so it's, it's great that I, I, I'm I really excited by this team. Yeah, no, very excited. I mean, there's a great stat from um, Kevin, top of the moon, um, 
who's really good at these things. So 20 out of the 23 Scots playing have previous experience of lifting a Calcutta Cup. Only 11 Englishmen have done the same in the opposite wow. lineup. Wow. 2018, when we beat them at Murrayfield, last beat them at Murrayfield, um, not one Scot in that, in that the 2018 lineup had ever won a Calcutta Cup, Cup, while 22 of the 23 of their opponents had. Now, that's not a great omen, to be fair, because no. we won 2018. But still, I think it just shows the experience the Scotland team's got. I, I think it shows that the last... It shows the change in the last few years and the mentality and the way. Again, we talked about it. That World Cup, that 2019 World Cup, was a bit of a watershed. Yes, we'd kind of gave England a bloody nose uh, in 2018, but for me, that 2019 World Cup was the change where we started to believe we can and should be competing and beating anyone. And you just maybe, maybe actually that maybe that 2018 Calcutta Cup was. That, that was the point everyone realised, oh, actually, we're quite good at this rugby stuff, aren't we? Yeah. Should we go through the team then? Yes, let's. So we've got in the full, we'll do the packs first. So we've got in, in for Scotland, we've got Rory Sutherland, George Turner, Xander Ferguson, which I think is as we predicted. I think we said that Turner was is the inform one, it was maybe a toss up between him and McAnally, but. Yeah, I, I th- I th- yeah, I think for me, like, it's so that that decision wasn't as close as we we thought really because I think yeah. Turner I think Turner's far and away the form hooker in Scotland at the moment I think probably the the debate was actually McAnally or maybe an Ashman uh, for the bench but um, yeah Turner's Turner deserves the shirt on merit he had the shirt from yeah. the Six Nations previously and deserves it. Yeah, and then we've got Johnny Gray back in the second row, Grant Gilchrist, then back row, Jamie Ritchie, Hamish Watson, Matt Ferguson. Now, no Rory Darge, but we, I, th- I think you've gone for experience in this game. I think after the experiment of Cammy Redpath last time round, this is a, uh, you know, it's obvious I think Gregor Towns is going for, let's get some guys that have experienced this ahead, you know, before and, and, and so Watson gets the pick. Yeah. And, and and let's let's not forget, of course, Townsend and the coaching team are seeing these guys on a daily basis. If if Hamish Watson, with all his experience and everything we know he can do, wasn't tearing it up in training, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be playing. That's that's it. A bad a bad Hamish Watson performance is still better than anybody else's best performance sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I think I think the balance people were asking about maybe Darge for the bench. I think the balance, the way the the bench is balanced out, I think obviously you've got with well, that starting back row. If anyone goes down, someone can fill in. So obviously, eight Bradbury would come on for Fagerson. If Richie goes down, you know, again Bradbury or Fagerson could go to six. Fagerson's playing six more for Glasgow now than 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 eight actually. And then the the quandary with seven, obviously Richie would just shift over to seven. So there's. It's a nicely balanced back row with lots of cover. Darge is an out and out seven. I you would have to so it would be one of those ones you would have to start Darge, yeah, for him to be an option. Um, and he will he'll get a game later in the Six Nations, yeah. but I think this is the right pick for this. Yeah, this I mean, it, I don't want to get too much into future games, but I could see Darge getting a game against Wales or Italy, and that's yeah. not I'm not kind of that's not to be done on Wales or Italy. I think it's just more a kind of game that would be suited for him. Can we can we backtrack just slightly as well back to the second rows because obviously yeah, of course you, we can. you mentioned Johnny Gray returning, which uh, it'll be interesting to see match fitness wise where he's at and. 
um, see how up to speed he is. But the, the interesting pick for me was Grant Gilchrist, and the Edinburgh fans are going to like probably fall off their seats in shock at this one. I, I think that's a really, really sensible pick, given what we're expecting the, the conditions yeah. to be this weekend. And I think that's why, why he's in there. Line-out is going to be a... Potentially, the line-out is going to be a shambles. So <laughs> you need an experienced guy in there to go, let's go to the front, boys, please. Yes. Every time. <laughs> so... Yeah, and I think he does that. What what Gilchrist does well, which I think frustrates me when it's you know the conditions are good, is he's good. He'll truck it up for you and he'll recycle Aye. the ball very well. He doesn't make many yards, which I think in drier conditions can be a bit frustrating when other forwards can do. But yeah. that's you know given its wet conditions, what you need somebody's of his sort of weight and size to truck it up, doesn't matter if it doesn't yeah. make any yards, so long as the ball's recycled and we go again, that's what it's going to be, I think. And then with Sam Skinner obviously covering Locke to come off the bench, things don't get any easier for England. Yeah, I think, that, well, this is the interesting thing. So the pack, we're equal, roughly, we ship two kilograms to England, which, what's yeah. that, two bags of sugar? It's not much, uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Two big bags of sugar. Um, in terms of Caps, though, it's much, we're much more experienced. 283 caps for Scotland versus 218 for um, England. Scotland with a, 126 nations caps to England's 95. Oh. Um, they've got more lines, though, 5 to R3. And it's we're all the, the average age of our forwards is 28, and theirs is 26.6. I think. Does does that include subs? No, it doesn't. That's just. We'll all right, just to the, start. We'll come, okay. we'll come <laughs> to the subs. We'll come to the subs in a minute. The. Interesting thing for me, I think the back row battle is going to be fascinating. Um, and you know, Alan McDonald makes the point on the on the comments there. He says the England team has the potential to be explosively brilliant or to collapse spectacularly, or both. No more so for me than in the back row because the back English back row is Lewis Ludlam, Tom Curry, and Sam Simmons. Now I like Lewis Ludlam a lot. Yes, so I, I, I think he's someone that should have a lot more caps for England than he does. Tom Curry, I will still maintain with my dying breath, is overrated. Yep. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just think England have never had a fetching seven before. And so as soon as they got one, they got overexcited. But it's, um, yeah, that back row battle will be interesting. And I don't, I don't think, I don't see Scotland taking a step backwards in terms of where that back row has, you know, how well that back row has performed for Scotland in the past. They're not ones to take a step backward. Jamie Ritchie sometimes can, you know, let the occasion get to him maybe, but whether or not, if England are going to be in the game for long periods, their back row is going to have to achieve parity without us. And I think that's the challenge for England. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very, so... For me, seeing a guy like Sam, Sam Simmons back in there, um, who has found form a wee bit in the last couple of weeks, but um, Alex Dombrant on the bench is by far and away the form back yeah. row for England. And again, it's that, it's that Eddie Jones thing, isn't it? I, I, just, I just don't know. Sam Simmons must have done something very naughty because there's like he just doesn't seem to like him. Yeah. And he's been pushed out. Like, let's be honest. If Billy Vinopola was even like thirteen percent fit, he would have picked him. 
that's that, that's that's how much he, he so yeah i think we've got nothing to fear with that back row i think it's going to be interesting it'll be a it'll be a clash of styles um i think the days of jamie ritchie getting overawed by the occasion which yeah. as you said has happened i don't think that happens anymore i don't think that's going to happen having having the mesh beside him um is is obviously you know it's really good for just keep maintaining that bit of experience but then look at again matt fagerson and again this is ah it's not hands in the rock we can't do hands in the rock here but scotland fans he's not small he makes <laughs> no. us he's a good number eight he's a very good number eight. i think that's uh, there's somebody in the comments and I, they haven't got the i don't know who it is because they've not allowed facebook to tell us their name but um bradbury's in better form than matt fagerson now i think i mean they, Arguably, that's true. I did not say that that one. You know that yeah. Matt Ferguson isn't in good form, but yes, Bradbury's in better form. I think the the what this comes down to is experience. Now, yes, Magnus Bradbury has played. He's one of those players that's played since the Verd Cotter era, but has played much more intermittently than Matt Ferguson. Yep. I think that back three for Scotland is a settled back three, and I think Bradbury. I would rather have Bradbury coming on from the bench than Matt Ferguson. Yeah. 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 Agreed. I completely agree, and I think that's that's swung it actually. I think Bradbury could come off that bench and be again. It's you know, like we said, it doesn't get any easier when a guy like no. you know you're bringing on Sam Skinner, you're bringing on Ma- Ma- uh, Magnus Bradbury. That's two huge ball carriers coming on in tricky conditions. You know, sixty minutes in. Uh, if you're an English tackler by that point, your shoulders are sore. You don't want to see those two coming on. And I, and I completely agree with the poster. Bradbury is in better form. There's yeah. like no question for me he is in better form, but Fagerson's the incumbent, and it's up to Bradbury to wrestle that shot off him down. And, and also, we've talked about this on the podcast before. We have to kind of move away, I think, from this idea that you're starting 15 as your best players. That yeah. you know, Coaches these days pick a squad, a match day squad to, do, to go out and win a match, and that will involve sometimes putting your better player or your informed player on the bench because of the impact that they can bring on. And I think Townsend knew what was coming with that England team. And if you look actually, what's interesting when you you were talking about the bench, John, like in terms of total caps, Scotland have 148. The English bench has 293 caps. Yeah, That's a lot of experience coming off the bench for England. And so you need to throw everything at them in the last quarter. And that's where Scotland, I think, have lost and we certain that's where we lost the game against South Africa in the autumn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we, yeah we've quite often found ourselves dropping off in that last twenty. And I think the bench we've picked this time out, and obviously we'll cover the rest of it. But I think the guys that we've picked to bench this time out, I don't see that that's going to be an issue. I think if anything, the level is going to go up, and we're going to be able to match England for that last twenty. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it's a really really good pick and. Um, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm being positive about Bradbury. No, Listen well, to hey, me. I know, it's good, John. Um, Alan McDonald does raise the thing, the worry about Xander. If he's injured in the first five minutes, it's 75 minutes for WP now. Don't worry about WP now. Nah, they'll will In that, do... those conditions. <laughs> it, I know. Exactly. Nobody's, do, nobody's running hard yards in those conditions, are they? Nell reminds me of, so, you know, like, when you think about the way that certain animals move, and and it's done to just preserve all energy like a penguin for example right it just moves in a certain way just to preserve its minimal movements to preserve all energy for when it has to run away from a tiger 
Yeah. Not that a penguin would run away from a tiger, but you get the idea. In my head, this is working, right? <laughs> N- Nell is that person. Nell has yeah. mastered the art of just such small movements, saving himself to moor someone in the scrum. Yeah. He, I think he'll be fine. We'll protect him. We'll stick him on the wing. Just to kind of in defence. Back to the point about Xander. Before we go to the backs, can every Scotland fan who has now dubbed Xander the penalty machine please look at other tight head props? Guess what? Props concede penalties. There you go. There's a tagline for you. Props <laughs> means penalties. Xander concedes penalties. He does. Yes. Yeah. His work rate around the. Who else could you pick? If MD says let's start now. And bring in Sebastian and drop Xander Fagerson. They are high. Go away, yeah. please. Alvin <laughs> said I would have started him and let him empty the tank. Then Xander's there. I mean, I don't. Dis- I can see it both ways, but I, I think we have to. That, have- that I can work with. Yeah. But Xander has to be there. Let's yeah. let's be very clear. Um, the backs. Then I mean, it's the only thing looking at that backs is that it was twelve. When you look at it, twelve. Yeah. I mean, maybe fourteen. If we're being, you know, Darcy Graham's yeah. there, but I. You know, this is the kind of game that Darcy Graham relishes. We know that. He's he's absolutely tearing it up for Ember at the minute. I get that people want Calstein to come in, but it's an, about playing the most experienced team, and Darcy Graham has experience. I I, th- I think it's a no-brainer. I don't think... I think Calstein is an option, and I think he is... If anything was to happen to either winger and Kyle Stain was to come in to start against another team, you would have no issue whatsoever and he would do your job. I think Kyle Stain offers very different skill sets, um, all of which are good, but I think Darcy Graham, just for that pure X factor experience and the ability to... There's maybe an argument regarding Kyle Stain's... Like, kickoff chase that it could have been really useful this weekend but then mm-hmm. who knows what direction the wind's going to blow mm-hmm. are we even going to get kickoffs <laughs> yeah and we've seen what i mean we've talked again you know people will talk about darcy graham under a high ball but they, that's not where scotland put him in defense i don't no. think it's where ember put him in defense they drop back you know it's it's finn Ho- finn hoggy and duhan will be in the yeah. back of the field field you know fetching returning kicks all day and darcy will be up in defense smashing back guys five times the size of him as he always does as he, yeah, and I think to counteract a wee bit of that English, like the way England are set up to play, they've obviously picked some pretty, um, well, I mean, the, <laughs> for, for some reason, they've saw fit to pick Marchant on, on the wing, which seems a bit crazy. But anyway, there was a few speedsters they could have went for. Um, but I think Darcy is there to kind of offer that security in defence, whilst still being able to absolutely toast people. Uh, so. Yeah. I'm I'm comfortable with that. Twelve for me. Again, and I know we've all had our debates about twelve and the Willie won't he red path. It was an it, it was never a never a question for me. Yeah. Sam Johnson has been in great form for Glasgow this year. Um Redpath has obviously only just come back. I think he is the future of the twelve shot, there's no doubt, and I, I love him as a player. But Johnson has done nothing. it's like Johnson's done nothing to deserve not having the shirt, and Redpath's not had time to do anything to deserve the shirt yeah. yet. So it was a no-brainer. Sam Johnson won't let you down. He's a and, and it comes. It's a tale. It is, it's a tale of the team again, isn't it? That Sam Johnson's the most experienced. This game and the conditions that we're expecting 
absolutely 100% fit into yeah. what Sam Johnson will do for you against England in these conditions. Yeah, you uh, if you need if you need your 12 to be trucking it up and just doing the basics well, you pick Sam Johnson because yeah. he does that all day and twice on a Sunday. So he'll be he's a, he's a very good pick. The re- the rest of the backs like they pick themselves. Yeah, <laughs> they actually, absolutely. Actually pick themselves. I think the only two surprises then on the bench were I mean, I think Kinghorn was always going to be on the bench because of the cover he now gives at 10 and 15. And I'll come on to that in a minute, my mad theory about what might happen. But White and Tua Pelota from here are interesting choices. I think the White over Velicott, I think Townsend's justified as saying he's come off the bench a lot for London Irish. Maybe he's more familiar with the English players as well. So they don't, they're not as, you know, although Velicott has got experience of playing in the Premiership as well. But yeah. he's used to coming off the bench. And also, Ali Price is an 80-minute scrum half. Aye. We've, how many Scotland games have we had with George Horn, where George Horn sat on a bench for 79 minutes, 79 minutes and, and never even seen the field? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So, there's a chance Ben White isn't getting his first cap on Saturday. That's all I'm saying. And that's not down to anything Ben White. Then it's just yeah. Ali. That would suggest to me they're planning 80 minutes of Ali Price. Yeah, and I, th- I think yeah, I think that would be fair. The other, the counter-argument is, again, Ben White has been in camp now. Townsend must be liking what he's seeing. Velcott, you know, it'll have been a close run thing between the two of them. Um, I think there's a, an element of the unknown about Ben White uh, as well, uh, at, certainly at international level. But as long as he doesn't end up at flanker, we're fine. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. As long as he doesn't end up in a scrum at flanker, we're okay. Yeah. And two Pelotu is another one that's interesting. And you know, an interesting choice on the bench. Played, he's had got international experience now. I think it's just, I'm, I'm, it's the X factor. I'm guessing that he's there for. Yeah, I, th- I think X factor and coverage because, again, thinking about the way the, that we could shift things w- with your mad theory about Kinghorn to come, I think two Pelotu really gives you. So he obviously twelve thirteen coverage. He, he's been playing it a bit at 12 recently and actually has looked really good. He started at Glasgow at 13, looked very, like had that, that kind of dynamism about him at that position. He's quick enough to cover wing as well. So if worst case scenario, you know, we had to shift things about. I think he's just been rewarded for some really good form. Yeah, yeah. and I think he, and he's no, you know, he's not shy in defence either. No, 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 exactly. And, you know, if you were thinking, like... What what were the other options, I suppose, for that twenty three yeah. shirt? I think I think he's there on merit. I think he's a very, very talented rugby player and has shown form. So yeah. throw him in. It, my this is my mad theory now for people that well, I think we've only talked about this in the group chat, but um I can see with that team, barring injury, I think the plan will be in the last fifteen, ten minutes, if we're chasing the game. That you put King on at ten, shift Finn to twelve, two Plotto thirteen, and Chris Harris on the wing, yeah. and that's not necessary. You you can then interchange those, you know, two Plotto and Harris can switch positions. King Horn and Russell can change who comes in at first receiver. Yeah. I I can see some sort of mad combination. Cat Cat at a rave put two point zero. <laughs> If we are chasing the game, I think you're absolutely right. I think we would be looking at um you would be looking at Kinghorn to bring some of that direct 
running at ten that we've we've come to come to enjoy, and then looking for Russell to kind of almost shifting the first receiver out one and try to just play a wee bit wider, move move the English defence just one out, um, but have Kinghorn essentially is almost an auxiliary back row, <laughs> like yeah. just running running hard at nine ten, and then just we'll play from there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Offloads left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, the other, well, I suppose that's that's the one thing that worries me. I think the one kind of worry I have about the England bench is George Ford. I yeah. don't. I think you know Marcus Smith is an, an, an exceptional talent. I think he's you know he potentially you know got the potential to be as good, if not better, than Finn Russell yep. in terms of the way he plays. But I think George Ford has, is underrated as a ten. And I know Robbie Squid Rugby absolutely loves him and rates him highly. I probably don't rate nobody rates George Ford as highly. Not even George Ford rates George Ford as highly as Squidge does. But no, <laughs> I think I can see he's got a, he's got pragmatism to him. He's got a very good kicking game. I'm not saying Mark Smith hasn't, but I think that for me, if we're chasing the game, George Ford coming on in a tight game worries me slightly because he has that ability to kick, and I think it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of kicking at the weekend. See if the hype train around Marcus Smith wasn't in like overdrive just now. Really, Ford should be starting the game. Yeah, he is. He's 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 the perfect player for what we're expecting to see at the weekend because he'll have England playing in positions at Scotland. I'm I'm happy he's on. I was actually happier when he was just not even in the squad. Like, <laughs> like that was that was fine. I was and that's no disrespect to him. That's actually the ultimate compliment because I agree. I think he is a very underrated player, and he's the type of player that will move England into positions that Scotland won't want to be in. And particularly with the fifty twenty two, with the wind the way it is scheduled to be, we could see some very very strange rugby. And Ford would be the perfect. 10 for them in that. I'm not saying Marcus Smith won't be able to, as you said, you know, he's got Smith's got it all, he's got a kicking game as well, but it's not as developed as Ford. Ford's, yeah. Um, got, so It's interesting, Phil Lewis, hello Phil, friend of the podcast uh, who's been on before. Phil's still joining us despite the uh, the slander that I threw Wales way um, <laughs> earlier in the week. Um, Phil Curry, Tom Curry will ship penalties because that's all he's doing for sale at the minute. I think that's, that's valid. I think about the flip side of that is and we should talk about this is I don't know where Scotland's penalties are coming from. Like Finn Russell in the autumn, his kicking wasn't there. Now that's not to say that it can't be because he can, Finn Russell can be a 90% plus kicker. Yeah. I think he's gone through periods of being that he kicks fairly well for, for racing. I think, but the conditions are going to be challenging. And in the game like this, we need to nail every penalty. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think it'll be interesting to see what the tactic is because I reckon there will be a degree of pragmatism. Let's let's be honest. If you're sitting 38, 40 meters on the angle, uh, in a Murrayfield wind that is just going in circles, you're not going to ask your kickers to slot it through the post. You're going to go at the corner. Yeah. And as long as the lineout's working, you're going to do that all day. That I think there's going to be some really leadership is going to be key. And decision making on that is going to be key. Um, I agree. I think so. Russell against Australia was, you know, he kicked, obviously kicked the winning penalty, kicked well for the Lions, but then he has days where he doesn't kick well. And it's, 
I, I just, I guess, I just don't like. I get, I get the idea that we would need a, you know, it's the sort of day that you would think, oh, you would want your Greg Laidlaw or your Chris Patterson to just knock over penalties all day. But I don't even think the best goal kickers in the world, yeah, will be able to do that in the conditions. Yeah, Forty mile an hour winds, yeah, yeah, as they're <laughs> forecast to be. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily as big an issue. Um, I would be expecting Stuart Hogg to be place kicking a lot to the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe again, Blair Kinghorn, if he was to come on the last 20, he's he's been kicking very well from hand, um, mm. to, to various corners. So that that seems to be for me that will that'll be the tactic as long yeah. as the line out's working, yeah. Well, I think that was a good rattle through. I mean, we can we briefly touch on the fact that Eddie Jones is at it again. I, I mean, he's just oh, trying mm. to gaslight the entire nation of Scotland. <sighs> To, you know, people say this about the England team. Nobody says that, Eddie. No, 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 Eddie. No, we don't. No, we say we say lots of things about you, Eddie. Yeah, but oh, he's just he's he's at he's actually like, you know, we've we 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 all we all had a reaction to the to Razzy Yellow Circle, but Eddie is just as bad, if not worse. He is a disgusting. You know, talk about rugby values. Look at look at these guys setting the tone for people. It's not acceptable. No, no, 100%. So um, that's it for our wee Calcutta Cup preview. We'll be back with the main podcast next Wednesday. We'll have then a, um, we'll, we'll then have our full podcast um, Wednesday. Then we'll have a preview of the Wales game. Yes. Either that Thursday, is Friday. That is the plan. That is the plan. So, yes. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget you can sign up to the Patreon patreon.com slash scottish rugby podcast if you want to watch these live or get the bonus content podcast we do every week on the main one otherwise it is goodbye from me and goodbye from john cheers folks